RC Godcast. So happy to have you along with us. We've got, uh, well, I'm uh, Josh, guest uh, hosting the Rachel Jamie show. No, no. Yeah, we've officially no. decided. Um, just call me Regis. But that would be the main that person. Was, yeah. You could be Regis and Kelly. I'll be the guest. I don't know. Anyhow, <laughs> so uh, as you may have uh, caught on to by the beginning of this podcast, we are officially beginning a new series. Mm-hmm. Joy is behind us. Although, I hope you still have joy. Yeah. Yes. Don't Jesus, forget about yeah, joy. I hope Jesus is still over you, but we are uh, on to the next series. I enjoyed that series. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of fun. Uh, this week, we're on to a new series. So to start us off, we have a kind of a, mm, it could be an interesting question. Mm. How many of you guys have ever had an invisible friend growing up? No. <laughs> well, this could be a very short conversation. Okay. I did not. I, I had friends that did, and I made fun of them for it. But the friends weren't invisible. The friends' friends were invisible. No. Yes. <laughs> Whatever that would be. Whatever is the correct answer, yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, fine. <laughs> Are you going to tell us about that, or is that just no, that, I just that was the, the, okay. I didn't know them. I, I, I didn't know them personally. I couldn't see them. I could have accidentally <laughs> sat on them once. I don't know. Oh, what a good relationship you had with your friends, <laughs> invisible friends. Okay. Well, when I think of invisible friends, I think of the episode. Of, I don't know if anybody watched the nanny, but Gracie, the youngest one, had an invisible friend, and then to get rid of her, she ate her. But like, it was fine. I don't know. <laughs> You're sitting on your friends' invisible friends. Gracie's eating her invisible friends. This is taking a turn on the podcast I did not see coming. So anyways, let's just move along. Um, I think that, like, for a lot of kids, like me and Rachel were kind of talking about this, I think for a lot of kids, we we play make-believe, but yeah. there's not necessarily a make-believe friend. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's not, like, this invisible friend. Yeah. Uh, though some kids do that, apparently, and eat them. Uh, but there's something, like, well, I guess we've already figured this out. There's something kind of awkward mm-hmm. about conversing with someone you can't see uh spending time with someone Most you can't people, see would you go see a doctor for that right, like it's a little <laughs> awkward uh and so we're gonna spend a whole series of talking about it which is fun so anyways uh this is the thing that i've come to learn recently and it's been kind of impactful in my life as awkward as this is and as much of a stigma as there is around things invisible I think a lot of times we convince ourselves as Christians that God is not invisible. Mm -hmm. God, who we can't see, we convince ourselves that he's just a distant, far away God. It's like, it's like, um, like if you, like we had a grandma that lived in like three other states away. Mm -hmm. Oh, she lived several states away. We only saw her a couple times a year. Let's just. And so it was like she was distant, but I knew she wasn't invisible. Like, that would be awkward to say my grandma's invisible. (laughs) But I could see her. She just was distant. I think that's how we think of God a lot of times. Like, because it's awkward to think that God's like, we we pray to an invisible guy and we worship an invisible guy and we serve. Invisible is an awkward word. Yeah, exactly. Like, afraid of the word. Yeah, and so when we consider God, we consider him just far, far away. He's this distant deity. He's this big guy in the sky. And so we pray, we feel like we're talking to God, but he's way, way, way far away. Uh, And so it's like really long distance. Um, But this is actually a pretty big problem for Christians because faith is is not a belief in something distant. It's not Mm -hmm. a belief in something far away. Faith is actually a belief. It's a trust in someone that's very near and someone that's very present. And so if my grandma were here, which would be a story in itself, uh, 
<laughs> She's passed away, so it would be quite the story. If she were here, like, there's a difference between her being here and in West Virginia. Like, yeah. she's she's near, though I can't see. This is just getting more awkward, isn't it? <clears throat> Christianity is based upon a belief and a trust and a relationship with someone very, very near. In yeah. fact, inside of me. Yeah. And so I can't think in my mind he's just far, far, far away. Yeah. Christianity, there's a breakdown then. Mm-hmm. So I want to take a look at a couple of very familiar verses uh, before we start unpacking this idea of identifying the invisible. Uh, do you guys want to say invisible? I- identifying the invisible? The invisible? <clears throat> well, that's kind of how, like, because identify invisible or in- identify invisible. Maybe it's just me. I just. I don't know what you're trying to do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> me neither. So, to your best <laughs> I am. He understands. Okay. So what? I, so. <laughs> Hebrews 11, folks. Uh, So let's take a look at Hebrews 11. Hebrews 11 is a faith chapter. It's kind of infamous. We're going to take a look at that a lot uh, throughout Mm -hmm. the series, I think. Uh, Good to know. Okay. uh, (laughs) Write that down for later. (laughs) Um, Check. But there are two verses from Hebrews 11 that almost every Christian knows. We quote it in church. We know it. And it's it's verses 1 and 6. And what I've done here is I've sandwiched those two verses together Mm -hmm. in order to help us grasp identifying the invisible and why invisibility is so important to Christians, okay? Are you ready for this hybrid verse? This is Hebrews 11, 1 slash 6. But without faith, things hoped for and not seen, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that though he cannot be seen, he is. And that though he cannot be seen, he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him Mm -hmm. who cannot be seen. Mm -hmm. Did you grasp that God can't be seen? (laughs) Hold on. Yeah, you got but but that's what faith requires, right? Faith, in order for there to be faith, there has to be something not seeable, mm-hmm. according to verse one. So obviously that took a bit of rearranging, but I think it sort of brings into view the the importance of invisibility to mm-hmm. faith. So we cannot please God without faith, and yet faith is what we hope for, but we do not see. And when we exercise faith, we're believing that God, who cannot be seen, is. Mm-hmm. And he is a rewarder when we seek him, though we can't see him. Yep. Is this making sense? Yeah. yeah. Okay. We're hanging on. We're, we're, okay, here. So. we're here. Right with you. <laughs> so it's kind of funny to think about. But honestly, the Bible has a whole lot to say about God being invisible. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually you know, just studied this out a lot this week. Uh, there's so many verses about God. is He's invisible. Right. So the Bible tells us that he's a spirit. Mm-hmm. And as a spirit, he can't be seen. The Bible tells us he's an invisible king. It says that no one can or has seen him at any time. It says that he's ever present. He's unseeable. And so, and on and on, on the verses go, but the Bible all over tells us God is invisible. Mm -hmm. He's invisible. And so if you're going to believe in him, you're going to believe in something that's invisible. invisible. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's how it works. So let me say it this way. At any given time, in any given situation, under any given circumstance, there are two realities taking place. So we're just going to make this whole new level of fun awkwardness. So not only is there invisibleness taking that place, but there are two realities. So there is a reality that we are experiencing Mm -hmm. and that we can see around us. And at the same time, there's a mutual reality of God being present, though not seen. Mm Mm-hmm. So there's a visible reality and an invisible reality. We know verses, we talked about this at camp this year. We know verses that say things like um, our, our, our battle is not against flesh and blood. It, uh, what that means is our battle is not against what we can see, mm-hmm. but what is our battle? 
it's the powers of principalities. It's the it's the spirits around us. It's the invisible. Yeah, it's the invisible. invisible. And so just that verse alone tells us there are two things going on at once that we can see. So right now, who in this room? Oh, no, I know for sure there is one invisible person. Mm -hmm. His name is God. Yes. There are also possibly potentially other invisible things here. Powers, principalities, angels, demons. Like, who knows? There are other things here. Yet all that we see is this reality. I see Mm -hmm. Rachel and Jeremy and they see Josh. And so there are two realities going on here. So. (laughs) uh, (laughs) So one of the maybe best, best, best examples of this in the Bible, uh, very well known story, but one of the best examples of this in the Bible is Elisha and his servant. Mm -hmm. And so Elisha's uh, enemies surround him. They're surrounded by this huge number. They're way outnumbered. And this is quite alarming and concerning to his servant. Mm -hmm. His servant starts to get concerned. And what we find out is that the reason the servant is concerned is because this servant was focused on what he could see. Mm-hmm. He was focused on one reality, and that was that it was him and his master yeah. against a lot. Yeah. And so that concerned him because he was looking at that reality. All the servant can see was the adversary approaching. Mm-hmm. And yet Elisha tells the servant to open his eyes. He says, look beyond the reality that you can see to the reality that is. Mm-hmm. And so uh, as Elisha's praise, the servant's eyes are open and he sees that though the enemy is still present and though the enemy is all around them like a multitude, that's still there. Mm-hmm. Elisha and the servants suddenly are supported by a mighty and large army. Yeah. So it was always there. They just couldn't see it. There mm-hmm. were two realities taking place, two mutual things at one time. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it makes total sense to me. Okay. Well, that's good, Jim. <laughs> so two realities exist, right? Yet you can only see one of them. Yes. Two realities are taking place all at once. And yet we can only experience the one. Mm-hmm. And it's for this reason that as Christians, we are a people who live, who walk, and who talk by faith. Mm -hmm. We base our lives upon what we believe to be true, though we may be unable to see it as true. Yeah. We believe that that angel army is around us, though we can only see the enemy's army. Mm -hmm. We believe that there are more for us than against us, though we can only see those against us. And so we base our lives upon the evidence of things seen. And so maybe I'm blowing this out of proportion, but personally for me, this is life changing. This is really monumental to know that there's more than meets the eye. Mm -hmm. Like that phrase, more than meets the eye, that really is the life of a Christian, right? Like there there is more here than you can see. Because before, excuse me, as a Christian, I would face a situation and I would pray that God would do something but it was like he was really far. He was yeah. really distant. And and it was like when you prayed to him, he had to check his plans, yeah. make sure that fits into my agenda, make sure, you know, I decide which is best. Yeah. And eventually, yeah. when the message finally gets yeah. back to me yeah, over It goes time, through the snail mail. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He does. He uses pigeon carrier to answer <laughs> my prayers. And so he may or he may not get back with me. And even then the answer may be, wait, yeah. well, that's not an answer, yeah. pigeon. You know what I mean? Like, that's how we pray a lot of times. We pray thinking he's just this really distant. God. But now, if we'll just identify the invisible, if we will see that right here, right in our midst, right with me, right here, right now, God is here. Mm-hmm. Any impossible situation I face, any circumstance that I find myself in, I'm not alone. Yeah. He's literally here with me. He's literally going through it with me. He's enduring it with me. And so I can know that right now in this moment, the God who can't be seen is with me. Mm -hmm. 
I can know that as I pray to him, he's not off in the distance. He's not making distant decisions. He's ever present in my help yeah. and trouble. He's he's this second reality all around me. He he's always fighting on my behalf, always fighting my battles, always always taking care of things that I don't even recognize are going on. Yeah. And so what we have to grasp is that factual reality. Yeah. Not what's seeable, yeah. but what's factual. God is here. He's present. This is truth. Always and at all times, God who cannot be seen is with us. He is present though he is unseen. And so just like with Elisha's servant, uh, the only thing that remains for us to do is to identify him, mm -hmm. right? Identify the invisible. Mm -hmm. Identify that right now, right here, he's with me. Yep. Identify him. When you face a problem, you know, uh, I don't know if you guys, I've ridden with both of you guys, but I don't know if you've ever been in the car when you're like, Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> literally, yeah. literally, he's there. Yeah. Literally, you don't have to wait for him to hear the end of the Carrie Underwood song and then show up. <laughs> he's literally there, right? He literally yeah. can grab the wheel and make the car not wreck. Yeah. If we would identify him when the car is driving well, or yeah. not a, you know, if we would identify what's invisible at all times, how much different would our lives yeah. be? I think our lives in general just be completely different because... So it's like the whole thing. I think that you're able to have a better relationship with someone when you know they're there. So like how awkward. So think about how awkward it would be if we were all sitting here. Like we're all together. Like God, God is here. God is here, but we're not talking to him. Like he's in the room with us. We can't see him. Yeah. But like if we were all just sitting here, like it would be really awkward. Yeah. So that's the whole thing of when you have a relationship with someone, you want to talk to them. Absolutely. So I think that's your relationship with him would be just like skyrocket if you realize he's actually there. It's not just like sending the homing pigeon to somebody. <laughs> it's you're literally talking to someone right there. Well, too, I think of, I know when I think of the Old Testament, I feel like they lived that yeah. more than like you see in the New Testament even. But like there was just a lot of evidence back then. Right. Like Elijah called down the fire. Like yeah. there was just like tons of times in the Bible they called out him and just bam like the evidence yeah. was there to where we don't live that way now we're like well that was then we don't do things like right. that yeah. now. that's right. awkward and so i think that you know how would it be you know i was just listening to i think it was a podcast last week about um praying for the rain and as soon mm -hmm. as he's seen the rain cloud the hand. Yeah. yeah and so like we don't pray like that anymore because right. that was back then right. but god hasn't changed he's just as present yes. then as he was yep. it is now yeah, yeah absolutely i was thinking when jamie said that totally spot on and i would say you know in prayer we really struggle with this but then relationship like jamie said like just in our ever ever every moment of our lives like recognizing he's here as i'm as i'm doing the dishes he is here as i'm eating lunch he is yep. here as i'm sipping my coffee praise god he is here <laughs> like he's always 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 present that'll change yep. how we live but then i thought about when you were saying that what about worship yeah how often do we sit through worship services i mean even at camp we've had some great services and it's like I don't think any of us would say we're now worshiping God, yeah. but are we recognizing that he's literally here? Yeah. Like I'm literally worshiping the guy who's filling this room. Yeah. I'm literally worshiping God who's present right here. Yeah. I think that might change how we worship some. Oh, yeah. It would definitely take the attention off of us. Oh yeah. It would take away the, well, my back hurts today, so I don't yeah. really want to do that. Or they didn't play the song that I wanted because, you know, I'm upset about that. It would take all that out yeah, because it would, it would take God us if God was literally standing there in physical form, you wouldn't do that. You no. wouldn't be like, you're not worthy right now because right. I'm mad about something. Yeah, you would, yeah absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Well, and even even just like reverence and attention. Yeah. I mean, I've been in some boring services before. Yeah. yeah. There have been times I've lost focus. And I don't know that I've ever fallen asleep in church my whole life, but it's possible. That's good for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if we recognize God is here. Yeah. Do you really? It, it brings a new life to everything. Mm -hmm. Identifying who is invisible, God, 
reading our Bibles, right? How many of us read a chapter a day to keep the devil away, right? Yeah. We, we're reading our Bibles, which is great. But if we were to read it, knowing that the author is literally sitting in the room with us, literally speaking the words off mm-hmm. the page, bringing it to life, I just have to believe that would change yeah. things. Yeah. That, that would really change our reality. And so we have to decide to live by faith. We have to make decisions based upon what we can't see, but what we know is true. It's not metaphorical. It's not symbolic. It's factual. It's true. It's reality. We just need faith to believe upon it. Mm -hmm. And so uh, around here, uh, we use this illustration a lot. Um, I've taught on this a lot, but one of the best examples that I think that we're used to is that of electricity. Mm -hmm. Because electricity is invisible. I don't know if you guys knew that. Uh, You cannot see electricity. Uh, But... It can be seen, yes. though it's invisible. Yes. In certain times. In certain ways. Yeah. In certain forms. <laughs> right? So it's you cannot see electricity. And yet when you walk over to a light switch, you're about to turn it on. And what you're doing is you're acting, you're behaving, you're making a decision based upon faith in invisible electricity. Mm-hmm. When you flip that light switch, you're having faith, you're having trust, you're having belief that you're going to see the evidence yep. of what cannot be seen electric. You're going to see the light come on, which mm-hmm. is evidence of invisible electricity. And so you're believing in electricity as you flip that switch. You're believing yep. in electricity as you walk over to turn on the light, even though it's invisible. Yep. You flip the switch in faith and you trust what can't be seen. And as you do, you have confidence mm-hmm. that the invisible electricity will make its way into the light bulb and then you will see. But isn't it funny that we place faith in light switches every day of our mm-hmm. lives? We place faith, so much faith in electricity. I mean, I can remember, this is totally a rabbit trail, but I can, electricity is a big deal. I can remember the first year we were at Menden. Yeah. And we had to go buy... Uh, you guys remember this? We had to go buy like a hundred power strips. Oh yeah, because there weren't enough outlets for you guys to charge yeah. your phones in electricity. Yeah, we all rely on electricity. We very much like electricity, yeah. but it's invisible. Yeah. You can't see it. And it, you you don't even think about it. Like you have like you said confidence in it. You're not going up there. I'm like I hope this light oh, works. Praying over it, please. Yeah, like I hope this light works. You know what I mean? You're just you go in there and you flip it. Just trust that. That's it how will. you should have with but you God. Notice when it's not there. Yeah. Oh, like if yeah. you go flip the light switch on and it doesn't turn on, like, then that's, a that's what, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, oh, well, what? <laughs> and so, I don't know. It just, it's funny. We're, we're so comfortable with trusting something invisible like electric, mm-hmm. but then we feel awkward and we struggle with placing faith in an invisible God who is ever present, who loves and cares about us, who is all around us, who can't be seen. <clears throat> and just like electricity, he desires to show us his power. Yep. He desires to light our lives. He desires on our behalf to bring these things to us. We just have to place our trust in him. We have to have confidence that he will. And so if we'll just have faith and act in according to what we can't see, Mm -hmm. if we'll just identify with the invisible, uh, it really would change our lives. And so that was a little bit of a... It was good. It was an interesting podcast. This is just the intro. We'll have yeah. some applications, some real mm-hmm. uh, nitty gritty stuff uh, in the se- in the series. <clears throat> but we really just wanted to kind of bring this out, like mm-hmm. poke a little bit at the awkwardness. Yeah. Uh, because the fact is God is invisible. Mm-hmm. Fact. Yeah. And so if you're going to do anything with him, mm-hmm. worship, pray, read, talk, spend time, get to know him, you're going to have to identify him. Yeah. And he's invisible. Mm-hmm. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. So anyways, today's a considerable quote comes from Corey Ten Boone, one of me and Rachel's favorites. Uh, She says this, faith sees the invisible, believes the unbelievable, and receives the impossible. And now neither of you can use that quote. We will. 
Well, friends, thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of the NYC Godcast. Hope you'll join us next week as we continue on with identifying the invisible. Until next time, Bye. see you.